What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lennon Burton. Lennon, how are you doing this week? Doing well, man. It's Christmas week. Happy holidays for those who don't celebrate Christmas. Happy Hanukkah for those who celebrate Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa for those who celebrate Kwanzaa. Happy holidays all around. But happy Merry Festivus. Happy Festivus, 100%. But Merry Christmas. It is Christmas week. This week, I'm super excited. Not only we're, we're giving y'all some Christmas stuff this week at Bros Who uh, Think. We got the running back of we reviewed me, Schubert, Ian. We reviewed uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's going to be out today on this show. We're doing our holiday movie draft where we're drafting our favorite Christmas movie. We're doing our Christmas movie draft where we're drafting the best Christmas movies. And then uh, we're going to be reviewing Spider-Man, talking Hawkeye. It's always sunny. But just here's a little updates on awards for this year. So this week, Bros Who Binge obviously is doing our draft and we're dropping Run It Back because it's Christmas. Because Christmas is an important movie holiday. So you're going to be getting the Anime Talk Awards this week. At the end of the week, towards next week, at towards the beginning of next week, you'll have the Bros Who Think Awards, which will be covering like Hater of the Year, basically talking pop culture, best album, athlete of the year, that type of thing. That's going to be out. Now, you're not going to get an episode from Bros Who Binge next week, so the week of the 26th, the 27th, that, that week. However, the following weeks on uh, dropping on January 3rd for the new year, not only are you going to get a new episode where we're reviewing like Matrix, Licorice Pizza, that type of stuff, we're going to be doing the Bros Who Binge Awards, where we're going to talk about the best movies of 2021, and we're going to talk our most anticipated of 2022, where me and Schubert predict the best movies of 2022, and we discuss our favorite movies of 2021. That's going to be a huge episode. That's going to be out on January 3rd. Super excited for that. Might not be much news on that episode. That episode is probably going to be more discussion, reviews, and basically us talking about last year, well, this year currently, and then the year that's ahead of us. I'm excited to predict our best movies of 2022 because I'm digging in the crate. I think we were yeah, right I'm, with our predictions for this year, not to jump ahead of that episode. I think we predicted some things right. I think we probably thought Eternals was going to be the best. Oh, MCU no. Movie. I, oh, wait, the best MCU movie? Oh, because I was about to say, I thought you were going to say the best superhero movie because I said Suicide Squad was going to be the best superhero movie. But best MCU movie? Did we say Eternals over Spider-Man? We might have. I think we, but yeah, I think we might have just as an anticipation because we knew kind of knew what we were expecting out of that, mm-hmm. but we didn't know we would get out of Eternals. We were um, totally wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Other than that, I can't really think there are, but it, like I already have my letterbox list up that you know ever changing at the moment because I'm still catching up on some things. But you know, it's a really weird kind of group. I'm dropping my list this week. I had to wait. Like my ass got, I thought, like I said, I thought we were doing the awards later. So I'm, I'm trying to get it to when we do the awards date. Yours is like a look ahead. I need to look at your list though, to see where I feel about mine. You know, I really think it was a very strong Disney year. Mm. I think that they put out a lot of things that people were like, oh, I don't know how that's Did you watch the last really duel yet? No. See, you got to watch that because that one's up there. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, but yeah, I, I think like a lot of people were surprised at like some of the, the Disney animated stuff that came out because like, you know, I've been asking a lot of people, I had some people come up, up to me that just had like a long fight and they're like, yo, did you see Luca? And I'm like, yeah, I saw Luca. Luca was dope. 
So wait, do you have it in order? Like Suicide no. Squad? Okay. It's yeah, it's not really in order. Okay. See, I, I agree with some of these movies. Like I I like, oh, I forgot Judas and the Black Messiah dropped this year. Yeah, dude. Jeez, that's so but it's a top movie of this year. It has to be. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay, yeah, I agree with most of this list. Also, I need to watch uh the the power of the dog. I'm watching that this week. Yeah. French dispatch. I'm watching this week. French dispatch. Uh, I'm gonna buy it. You can just watch it. You can use my prime. I'm gonna watch House of Gucci and Don't Look Up before we do our reviews. Like those are those are oh and Licorice Pizza. Those are the movies where I'm like I have to watch them before we do the Bros Who Binge Awards and obviously the Matrix. Yeah. So. But there's this movie called Old Henry that was rentable on Apple TV that I was looking at. And it's that dude who is uh, the star of like the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Like, oh, Tim Blake Nelson. I'm looking at yeah, Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah, Tim Blake Nelson. He uh, was in this movie, it's Old Western. Henry, and it's got like it's a Western. It's got a 90 on Rotten Tomatoes. I hadn't seen it on anybody's list as like the movie of the year, but like I watched the trailer and it looks kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Almost okay. looks like. You know, it almost reminds me of like the scene in Nobody where the dudes come to his house and he fucks him up. Mm, okay. It reminds me of that. Real. Bad. Sorry. Yeah, no, look, man, that sounds pretty dope. I'm pretty, I'm pretty interested in that. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, it might not be something to watch in terms of the podcast and rankings, like I said, because I don't see it on anyone else's list, but it does seem like an interesting movie. Yeah. So that'll all be, like I said, the episode will drop January 3rd. Super excited for that. The Bros Who Binge Awards, the best movie awards, movie and TV awards. Because when we talk about favorite TV this year, I mean, we, we're not going to really give out TV awards because there's so many TV shows. But like when we talk about our personal favorites, Mayor of Easttown's high for me. Yeah, might be up top. Like, maybe the top. Might be the best TV show this year. Did your honor drop this year? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was last year. No, it was this year because it was January, wasn't it? Dude, I, I feel like it was early in the year. I'm, I'm about to Google that. Don't oh, worry. We, we, it might have started like the week after Christmas, and then if your honor, fin- if your honor did most of its season in this year, but started like the last year, December. I'm counting for this year. Then I it probably was, but like your honor, and then you know, I'm, I'm in the middle of. Succession the season crown three season that oh. got uh, that uh, got all the awards this year. I don't know if that premiered in twenty twenty one, but it's really good. Uh, well, I'm about to watch Succession season three. Okay, so yeah, your honor started December sixth of twenty twenty, and had four episodes in twenty twenty, but had one, two, three, four, five, six episodes in twenty twenty one. It's a twenty twenty one show. I'm counting for this year. Oh, heels. <laughs> heels. Yeah, we got to do our ranking of our shows for this year. That's good. We got to rank them because there are a lot of shows. Invincible. Invincible is this year. Mm-hmm. Invincible, yeah. I think Jupiter's yeah. Legacy was this year, too. Can we can cancel shows make it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we want. <laughs> it's our list. <laughs> I can't believe Star Wars Visions dropped this year. All this, all the Marvel yeah. shows. All the Marvel shows. We got to count The Witcher. Mm-hmm. Seen the new season, The Witcher. I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to watch. I haven't started it yet. I've been waiting. This weekend was like a movie weekend. Yeah, I was mainly just trying to get Spider-Man and doing all the other Christmas things. Yeah, exactly. So, but 
I'm ready whatever you are, man. We've got a lot to discuss. I'm super excited. Yeah, without any further ado, let's get started. I want to start off by ranting. Man, <laughs> I almost had to cancel YouTube TV because Disney tried to scam us again. Bruh. You know, YouTube TV is already fucking us by no CC. I'm with you. YouTube TV was almost fucking us by not giving us the Bally sports, which is now the local Fox sports for us to watch like the, all the basketball games. Like I can't, I have to use the Bally app to watch Pelicans games now because you can't watch them on NBA TV.com because it's a local broadcast and you can't watch on the Pelicans app unless you live in new Orleans because the Pelicans are fucking stupid. So I have to use this Bally app. It used to be on YouTube TV. And then YouTube TV was like, we're taking away ESPN and all the sports. I was like, what? I'm about to cancel YouTube TV. Yeah, it was it was ESPN. It was the ESPN family networks. It was NFL FX. Network, FX. It wasn't NFL Network. NFL oh. Network was going to be there. Okay. Um, but it was FX, ABC, mm-hmm. you know, FXX. All the it shit. Else, it was like, oh. It was wild. That was everything like, oh my gosh, that's, yeah, there's no, nothing on here anymore. That's stupid. I'd have, I'd have got rid of YouTube TV so fast. If, if they went and brought, just brought it back, I was I was looking into getting Tubi or or Hulu Live uh, TV. That's what I was Hulu looking Live at. Hulu Live TV. Well, yeah. So I don't know. All right. They they saved themselves. Yeah, they did. YouTube TV. If you're watching this, stop doing this and just pay the fucking money. Stop being idiots. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, so our first story is actually the first two stories are kind of uh, not not anything to do with casting, just kind of movements within release dates or things that we thought were going to be streaming moving to the theaters. And most notably, Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle uh, is set to be out on August 18th, 2023. It was going to be exclusively on HBO Max, but now it's going to be in theaters. Okay, cool. I mean, that's dope. I mean, it should be. So that means they have faith in it. Not that they just have faith in it. That like it's like they think it's gonna be a big movie, which I think it will be too. So well, I also think it has a big. Um, I, I think it's notable that it's gonna be in theaters because at this point it seems like HBO Max is having a HBO Max verse and a theater verse. Mm-hmm. So by making it a theater movie, that would now incorporate it into Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. You know, Flash, Flash, Suicide Squad territory. And and who knows what happens once we see the Flash. So, like, we we have to wait on that movie still. But it is dope that it's a theater movie, though. Um, And the next little bit of announcement here is that Blumhouse's horror film starring Ethan Hawke, who we've talked about and reviewed the trailer, The Black Phone, it um, is moving from February 4th to June 24th. That's great. That tells me this movie actually might be good because they said, yeah, a hey. lot of people, a lot of people were like worried about that movie. And I was like, no, I feel like the winter time is definitely the dead zone. <laughs> if it feels yeah. strong enough that they want to move it into June 21st, 24th. It means they feel like it's a good movie. Yeah. And, because and if also it's in January, February, that's the shitty time of the, that's where shit is trash. And I also feel like if you're going to put out a horror movie right after screen, Maybe give it some time to breathe. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just like how Marvel moved Doctor Strange, moved it like Scream's a big horror property. No, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, so that moves into the trailers. Let's um, let's start small, go big. Let's uh, do How I Met Your Father. Oh, I thought you were going to do that one last. Series. 
That was a good. That was probably the best trade. Yeah, that was probably the best trailer of the bunch. Mm, no, I'm, I'm kind of excited. For, are you not excited for this show? It feels like New Girl. I don't know. I feel oh, like oh, you hate. Oh, you don't like it. I I don't know. I just I'm not. I feel like they're trying <laughs> to do the same shtick, and like I don't know if that shtick works anymore. <laughs> I mean, I like honestly. I like the crass like, humor joke that they made about like the. She just got in the day. He was like, oh, yeah, I just got out of a date. He was, she was like, oh, I don't think you should have told me that. Yeah. And I've been fucking I just had sex, too. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. And the fact you got Josh Peck in here with Hillary Duff. It's like a blast from the past. Nostalgia. I rocked with that. I even saw the dude that she's probably going to end up with the friend who was the nerdy guy who was still kind of handsome, but like hadn't been on a date for a while. Like, I like the dynamic. You didn't like that. Well, no, I just worry that we're going to fall into the same repetitive patterns. Mm. So, like, I'm really hoping that it seems different. And then, like, I don't. I'm saying that it might be like the, a new new girl. kind. It of definitely seemed like new girl. Now, that, that I'll say more so than like being a how I met your mother show, yeah. newer show. Like, I, it needs to be different. That's what it needs to, like, really set itself apart. Well, all I'm saying is I didn't like how I met your mother. That wasn't my cup of tea. And I and new girl was and this really felt like new girl to me. Like it really, really felt like new girl. Even Hillary Duff's relationship with her friend. It felt like uh, CC and and um, whatever her name Jess. is. Jess. Yeah, it felt like them seeing the dudes felt like Schmidt, Jake Johnson. Like it just felt that way. Yeah. We'll see how it turns out when it comes out. I think it's going to be out next month. Yeah, so we'll be talking about it on Hulu. So um, <laughs> let's talk about Lost City. Okay, Channing Tatum, Sandra, yeah, Sandra Bullock, mm-hmm. Sandra Bullock's Dana writer. Radcliffe. Yeah, Dana Radcliffe is like the some villain. Villain <laughs> looks kind of kind of stupid. You know, it is a Paramount movie, and it's funny that. It is a Paramount movie because it looks like a Nickelodeon movie. <laughs> it looks, sounds, and acts like a Nickelodeon movie. It felt like a good concept at first before they tried to make Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock go on this hunt for Daniel Radcliffe's Lost City like they're fucking Indiana Jones. Like if it would have been an adult movie, adult movie comedy about this woman who is writing these books of that women get lost in that are sexually this, but she can't find love herself. And it's about her adventure to find love. I'd have thought that was a better movie than this shit about her going be Indiana Jones and try to find this city with Channing Tatum. Like that makes no sense to me. And I'm just like, what are they doing? Yeah. It does seem a little far fetched. Um, I think I remember when we talked about the story that it is like based off of maybe a book or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're trying to do with this, but like I really don't buy it. I think Channing Tatum was going on a better route when he was, I don't know if it was in a trailer in your theater, but it was in mine with uh, the dog. That movie that he's going to do with the dog, that's more of what he needs to be doing right now. Oh, I didn't even like that, but yeah, I, I Channing Tatum needs to be like it's, in action movies or something. I, I feel it, but I'm seeing he needs to do something that's less goofy, like this bullshit. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Like, he shouldn't be doing movies like this. Like, honestly, I hope Tarantino one day is like, because he always liked to revitalize actors' career. I hope Chan- Tarantino's like, I gotta do something with this Channing Tatum guy. <laughs> like, maybe. Let, let him be like an extra in some good director's movie, but maybe he's not that good of an actor. So, you know, that guy did come from Step Up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
21 Jump Street, I think, was great to his strengths, yeah. the best. And so, like, in his role in Free Guy, he does really great because he plays that mm-hmm. same shtick. But I mean, and that's good in a short burst, like in that movie, but like, but not, the, yeah, be the lead and do all this BS again. It's just like, come on, no, I'm with you. Um, let's go to Nick Cage being Nick Cage, the unbearable weight of massive talent. What a weird fucking movie, man. It's just about Nick Cage doing all the Nick Cagey shit. And like, it's playing on that trope. Nick Cage, we're in the cage of I just don't know if this was the right move after such a good year of pig and everything that he dropped the past two years. But Nick Cage is Nick Cage. We wouldn't have gotten pig if it wasn't for him. So if he believes in this, I'll watch it. But it's just weird. And they got a cast. Like, it's not like they're... (laughs) It's not like this is like some indie film. No, it's a, it's a big cast. Pedro Pascal, Tiffany Haddish, Ike Barinholtz. So it, it, I think it could be funny. Like, obviously, he's playing himself, but it's a little bit overblown. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that could be pretty funny, but it also does give you like those really dumb jokes. <laughs> like, I don't know if you, if you ever watched Barb and Star. Go, yeah, the, go to Costa Vista Del Mar. Yeah. Like that. I feel like that, that was this was year, really too. Trying. That was this year, and it was a good one. It was. It, it was. It was really trying to do the magic that the Austin Powers generation mm-hmm. did, where it was like stupid jokes, stupid jokes, stupid jokes, in a way that like works. Where like I feel like if they do stupid jokes here all all throughout it, it may not work as well. Mm-hmm. Because it's not. It's not really a. I guess it is a parody movie. I guess we'll have to see how it rolls when you actually watch the yeah. movie. But from the way that they tried to portray it in the trailer. It almost seemed like it was serious, but also comedic. And I'm like, what is what is this all about? It was just yeah. this was the worst trailer to me. But like, you know, we're gonna have to wait and see. Probably was. Um, let's talk about the small little Witcher Blood Origin. I actually didn't didn't dislike this. It, get, it yeah, gives me like a bit of a gives me a bit of a different feel than like the normal Witcher feel. More, yeah, more like, like Game of Thrones to me. Yeah, like Wheel I, of Time. I, I was thinking Wheel of Time, Lord of the Rings, kind of because it's elves, maybe more Hobbit than Lord of the Rings, because that was more elvesy. But you're right. It, it is that less Witcher. And, you know, it is interesting. Michelle Yao. I'm interested in that guy elf that's fighting along with her. I th- yeah. This has my attention. I'll definitely give it the three episodes. I'll probably try. watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about everything and everywhere at once. My, this my, is a good trailer. My joke, of course, on Twitter was A24 saw that we were into the multiverse, so they had to jump in. <laughs> and I think that they really did jump into it. They gave it works. Different than like our normal superhero multiverse stories. It's a great it concept. Makes sense as a concept. The fact that this lady can tap in the multiverse and use abilities from all her different selves. Like one of her was like a bum and was doing the spinny thing. Uh, like spinning the thing, pointing the arrow to like an insurance place and her real self had like a shield and was using the motions of the spinny thing to block four people's different attacks. Like I just thought it's such a good concept with Michelle Yao. She can do the action. So I'm definitely going to check this out. A24 does it again, man. Yeah, I think that's going to be a surprise hit when it, when it comes out. Was, did we put the, the Magic Johnson trailer dropped this week? We didn't talk about that last week, did we? We talked about it last week. Uh, I don't remember us talking about it last week. Did we? We might have. I don't know. I mean, I can look real quick. Because if we didn't, 
That trailer looked pretty good. Yeah, oh no, we did, we did, we did, because yeah. we talked about the whole uh, Adam and McKay Halo. and Will Ferrell beef. Yeah, no, we did. Yeah. Um, and the last one is Fantastic Beasts: Secrets <laughs> of Dumbledore. Look, Warner Brothers said, "Yeah, y'all wasn't really hitting for that that beast shit of of Newt's commander just looking for all these different wild beasts." So you know what? We're gonna make it Dumbledore versus his ex boyfriend. Let's get it. <laughs> Grindelwald versus Dumbledore. And hey, I mean, I would have much preferred this whole series be the Dumbledore series and us follow him from the jump. Like the first movie yeah. could have been him. Like you could have show, so showed like you don't have to follow him from a kid all the way up. You could have did it with Jude Law. But like show us kid Dumbledore, teen Dumbledore, and then start the movie with 20 something year old Jude Law or 30 some year old Jude Law doing some shit and then get into this Grindelwald battle and that would have been much better than having the bullshit of Newt Scamander because no one gives a shit about Newt Scamander and his friends like who cares about these random no name his muggle friend and his muggle homie who just got a wand like but I'm interested in this because of uh, because of Dumbledore, and I gotta say, Mads Mikkelsen, he looked he looked good replacing Johnny Depp. He didn't look bad. Probably should have been the whole time. <laughs> Probably so. And honestly, I feel like Mads Mikkelsen just fits really well into the Wizarding world as a mm-hmm. villain. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that that's definitely gonna that shot of him going like, that shot of him with yeah. his arms stretched out across, laying on the crowd was incredible. Yeah, it shows that we're going to get some Hogwarts in here. So, like, mm-hmm. I think that this is going to do a really good job of mixing that nostalgia because I think it looked like they were going to go into Gringotts, too. Yeah. Uh, and they even talked and, about three points to Hufflepuff because Newt was a Hufflepuff got kid. So, like, yeah. yeah. So, you'll get the nostalgia factor. I feel like you're going to get some good, like, some battles. fight action. Yeah, man, because Ezra Miller, it looks like we're going to see Dumbledore really fight, fight, which we don't ever get in Ezra Miller. Maybe I'm hyped for Flash now because he looks good in this. No, I think this might be what he is suit best suit better suited for, <laughs> honestly. Um, but I think it's gonna be pretty good. It might it'd probably be the best of the, the bunch. The last one was the worst. Oh, um, <laughs> the first one was really was. good. I liked the, the first, first one, was good. The second one was, and bad. I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't dislike the second one, it was bad, but I didn't dislike it. It was too long. It was too long for how bad it was. <laughs> it, that was but, my uh, the downside. It was very long. But I, I, I'll, I'll watch this one if it's two and a half hours. <laughs> Might be two and forty-five minutes, maybe. Probably. Um, but that moves us into some of our stories. Not many. Uh, first one up top has got our boy Denis Villeneuve, nice. um, having left his imprint on Arrakis. In Dune. Oh, I saw this in his in his interview. He was talking about doing yeah. this film next, Rendezvous with Rama. Yeah, he's going to be doing Rendezvous with Rama, the Arthur C. Clarke classic science fiction novel. It was first published in 1973. The novel is set in the two, 2000, I guess, the 20, what, 20, how, how the 2100s. Like, yeah, the 2130s. Yeah, let's say the 2130s and centers on, on a 21 by 12 mi- mile cylindrical alien starship that enters the solar system. The story is told from the point of view of a group of human explorers who intercept a ship in an attempt to unlock its mysteries. The novel won both a Hugo and a Nebula Award, which are for sci-fi um, books. books and stuff. Yeah, Clark is the author of the 2001 Space Odyssey, which, of course, was a movie masterpiece 
from Stanley Kubrick. Man, I wish I want to see Denis do more moves like more movies like Prisoners and Sicario and less like he's really been in a sci fi kick from Arrival to Blade Runner to Dune. Now that like his last four movies have been sci fi movies. And I mean, they've been good sci fi. Might be what he wants to do. Yeah, probably so. Because hasn't he said that he would be interested in doing a Star Wars before? Or was that someone else? I don't know if he said he would have been. I don't I don't know. He might have. But I just know from Arrival to Blade Runner to Dune to this, he's scratching that sci-fi itch, man. For sure. I think it's good to tap into something classic again. Another mm-hmm. classic book that you can take and retake. I just want him to new. do an, an, an uh, like a, a normal. Let me not say normal, just a, a noir or something. Back in that one more, give me one more Denis Villeneuve noir prisoner style or Sicario style action movie in like a, a noir mystery from from Denis Villeneuve, and then you can go do like all the sci fi movies you want. I feel like he's going to do that after he does this little bit. Because I hope like, so. Because then he has Dune you know, too. Dune, and then like you know, I would say that he's probably doing this as his in between. So that he stays within the sci-fi mindset. It's like yeah. hard. I feel like it would be hard to bounce back and forth when you're trying to like do the Dune stuff. Hopefully after Dune 2, his in-between is, is a noir or something like that before Maybe. Dune 3. Hopefully. Maybe. Um, but I think it's pretty interesting. Definitely whenever you hear Denis Villeneuve, you think that's oh, yeah. going to be pretty good. I'm watching so. it. He's my favorite. He's the he, Him and Nolan are my favorite directors out right now, not counting like Scorsese and Tarantino because they're legends, but like the, the young guys, oh yeah, it's him. He, he, anything yeah. he makes, I'm watching. So I'm excited to see more of that as it continues to develop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Netflix's live action avatars. I saw this covered. It's Azula, Suki, Avatar Kyoshi, Grand Grand, and Suki's mother. Oh, I didn't see the other two. I just saw Azula and Suki. And I thought Suki should have been Azula and Azula should have been Suki. I thought like they they flipped them. Like I thought the girl who's cast as Suki would have been a looks more like an Azula. And I thought the girl that was cast as Azula looks more like a Suki. <laughs> Funny enough. Let's see. Because so RB3 is friends with Suki. Shout out to Robert Butler the third. Elizabeth Yu. She's gonna play Azula. I guess I could see that. She looks like a Suki. I don't know. Let me see who this who Suki is. Maria Zhang. Mm-hmm. She looks like an Azula. Nah, I mean, <laughs> I think it's fine. Whatever. They could have. They could have gone either way. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Elizabeth Yu is going to play Zula, Maria Zhang will play Suki, uh, Yvonne Chapman will play, uh, the, uh, sorry, what, what's her name? Avatar Kyoshi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Tamlin Tamita will play Suki's mother, Yukari, who I don't think was in the anime. She's the fiercely protective mayor of Kyoshi. Yeah, we never see her. Yeah. Uh, and Casey Camp Hornick. From Reservoir Reservation Dogs play Grand Grand. So I want to see who that is. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool, Which cool. From Reservation Dogs is she? I'm assuming the, the, the only grandmother we see. I don't remember who that is. What's his name's grandma? It's the uh it should be the boy's grandma, like the uh not the main guy, the friend's grandma. Yeah. Yeah, no, and okay, yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, so solid. It's cool. Yeah. 
that's I feel like that once again, how much you want to bet this is gonna it's gonna be out there. It's gonna be solid. It'll be all yeah. right. But then they'll cast they'll cancel it. Yeah, no season two. I, I was shout out to our guy uh Dom uh Damo from the Dom Trap podcast. He invited me on his pod and I was talking to him about it like Netflix does not accept mid like if Sabrina the Teenage Witch got canceled with a great fan base but just because it's not hitting Stranger Things numbers then there's no hope for shows like Bebop, Jupiter's Legacy and this. Sabrina still at least last three seasons and they did a holiday special and they did (laughs) but I'm saying they canceled that like people wanted more of that and they canceled it but yet they're keeping things like Ozark and Narco like it has to be that level of success. Well, and Narcos is is almost done. But like the Get Down, the Get Down was a good show. It was a popular show. Never got a season two. Yeah, and they just canceled another show. I don't. I didn't watch it. But like the only reason why The Witcher is still around is because The Witcher has a huge fan, like a huge fan base, and the international numbers are nuts. Yeah, well, and it hit, hit that first season. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. it was a smash. Yep, more so than Cowboy Bebop or Jupiter Legacy. All that yeah, stuff. for sure. Um, Umbrella's Academy, a great example, had a big splash season one. It was successful for season two. Yeah, Umbrella Academy, everything. Yeah. Uh, so the Goonies inspired untitled film reenactment project had, that had been adapted by writer Sarah Watson in a pilot for Fox um, is is now going to be called Our Time and being redeveloped at Disney Plus. Uh, the Donner Company and Amblin, who were behind the original movie, are back on board. The drama is about a teacher who helps her students recreate shot for shot the original movie. Um, eventually, it was passed. It was eventually passed on by Fox, but now picked up by this Disney Plus group. Okay, cool. Good for uh, good for this this group. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I, you know, it's cool that they're doing something Goonies inspired, but I just feel like it's a weird sort of concept. But hey, yeah. you know, Disney Plus is going to take it. It's just going to be another thing that they Dude, bury. For the kids, yeah, you know, just another kids show that just live action that's just on the streaming service. Yeah. But at uh, least they take, cha- at least they give shit like they, they don't care if it's mid or butt. They're putting it on their streaming service to build a catalog and I don't blame them. Also, I feel like they're willing to do two seasons. Like I mm-hmm. haven't heard much about them canceling much. Like, I, you know. Like Turn and Hooch? No, so in season two. I'm I haven't seen I it get so. canceled. I don't know if it for sure has a season two. The show with Uncle can't... Jesse, season two. Mighty yeah, Ducks, season, season two. two. Well, that oh. ended up being really good. Uh, I think like Monsters at Work's going to get a season two. You know, I, I haven't seen a lot of things get canceled. From it, all exactly. But it is like you said, they do need to build up their catalog. They have nothing. So. Yeah, that too. Will, well, speaking of Adding more things, Wilder Valmarama, uh, Fez, most notably mm-hmm. known as. From people know him Fez from your mama. Don't do that. People know Wilmer Valderrama. Are we too? Are we old now? Because I've been coming to grips with. Oh, me and my girlfriend didn't get carded at. At or me, and, she hates when I say that because she's like Schubert knows my name. Me, me and Carson didn't get carded at the freaking restaurant this whole or, or the bar this whole weekend. I went out like multiple times. Didn't get carded once, and I'm like, oh, are we getting old? So, do people know who what Yo Mama is? Like, Wilmer Valderrama is from Yo Mama. Like, that. I don't know if the, if the people who are in the prime of the TikTok generation know what Yo Mama is. <laughs> True. But I don't know if they know what that 70s show is, then. <laughs> no, that 70s show, you know, got resurged on Netflix. That's like a cult <laughs> classic. 
Okay. People know what that 70s show is. Fair enough. Um, but he's attached to star and executive producing a live action Zorro series that is in development at Disney branded television. And Zorro Balderrama will star as Don Diego de la Vega and his swashbuckling alter ego, the Zorro, in the days of Spanish California. The show is a reimagining of the Disney ABC Zorro series starring Guy Williams that aired in 1950. I used to watch it. They used to play it on Disney Channel late at night. That was their late night show. They literally used to run it. It was black and white. It was great. I love the Zorro um Antonio Banderas remake with Anthony Hopkins is, is his dad. Love that. So I'm interested in all Zorro content and, you know, give it to me. Just don't know if all the Ramarama is the guy to do yeah. it. And I don't know if they're going to take it serious, but hopefully they, they do a good job. I think it's going to be pretty Disney-fied. Yeah. For the new age. Um, it, Unless it they put it on Hulu. No, I mean, if it's being, oh yeah, Disney branded television. Yeah, that could be Hulu. They could take it a little more serious. We got to wait till we find out where it's going. If it's going on ABC or Disney Plus, that's not good. If it goes on Hulu, then we're we we might have a good shot. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. If it does go to TV, that would be pretty bad. Mm Hmm. So let's wait and see. All right, we'll, just, we'll wait and see on that one. But Sony has picked up the Gabino Iglesias novel, The Devil Takes You Home in a Competitive Situation, a project that Cuban filmmaker on Alejandro Bruges will adapt and direct. Iglesias's novel follows Mario, who, is, who has but no choice but to be a hitman to cover his family's bills, especially his daughter's medical tab. He's presented with an offer. One last score that will either pull him out of poverty forever or put a bullet in the back of his skull. A man named Juanica needs help stealing $2 million from a drug t- cartel. Together, they begin a journey to, to an underworld where unspeakable horrors happen every day. Um, what's notable about this is, like, at first, it sounds like something that might be, you know, you don't really know a lot of those names. You know, let me see if I can pull up. This guy, what this okay. guy's done, because he has, because he does do English speaking work. So like, it's not going to be necessarily a all Spanish led uh, project. He did the the Dust Till Dawn series. Um, he did the Fifty States of Fright TV series short. Um, that I believe was on Hulu. Okay. So he he's done a few things, but this is going to be like sort of a breakout deal for him, especially when it comes to maybe like an English-based television audience. Um, but it does sound like a really interesting concept. And if it gets, if, you know, if Sony has it, so jury's out. But, <laughs> you know, if they get a good cast around this, it could be a pretty big movie. Yeah, true. It's all said and done. Uh, so a, a weird one here, Danny Trejo, Shannon Elizabeth, and Frank Whaley have joined the cast of Alone Today, an upcoming crime drama from director Wendy Wilkins. Okay. Inspired by true events, Alone Today is a story of a woman, played by Shannon Elizabeth, in an abusive relationship with a dirty detective, played by Whaley, who is helping move se- sex traffic girls coming over the Mexican border. When attempting to save just one truckload before disappearing forever, everything goes horribly wrong and she decides to take a different path. I assume Trejo will be the sex trafficker. 
Mm, okay. Or is he the person that's trying to save? Or, yeah, or he could be someone that Sharon Elizabeth meets up with, teams mm-hmm. up with to take down the car, whoever the cartel is. Yep, either one. Hope it's the second one, not the first one. Yeah. But if but if it's the first one, you know, say la vie. But you I know, haven't I'll, seen Sharon Elizabeth and doing something in a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's been a hot minute. I need to see a trailer. Yeah, you need to see a trailer for that and figure out where it's going to be out on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our last story here. Charlie Rose, Pete Plozek, and Heather Morris have been set to star in The Bodyguard, an indie thriller from the Ninth House, a production banner whose credits include Lifetime's List of a Lifetime, a breast cancer drama that was nominated for a Critics' Choice Award. So sure, it may have been a Lifetime movie, but it was nominated for a Critics' Choice Award. So it is a reputable production company. Uh, The plot centers on... Pop star Eden Chase, who is almost kidnapped by a crazed fan. She enlists the help of a handsome, brooding bodyguard, Jackson Reed, to move into her home and become her full-time security. When Jackson develops an unhealthy attachment to Eden, she soon realizes that the one person with access to her life and the man she called her protector has now become a predator, harboring a dark secret from the past. With the help Mm -hmm. of her tenacious best friend, Eden realizes she must outwit him or become prey. Mm, okay. Doesn't could sound too wild. bad. Yeah, it could be good. Not a lot of known names. The only person that I know on there is Heather Morris, who is from Glee. And that's, that's kind of where I went to pull this story because I hadn't seen Heather Morris in anything for a while. It was one of those things where I was talking to someone who was a fan of Glee recently. They're like, yeah, you never see anything that ever happened to that Heather Morris chick. <laughs> well, here she is. Oh, cool. Well, yeah, look, look, she got a role. Let's see how she does. But um, that brings us to Movie on the Rise. Oh, yep. It's that time for the segment of, uh, that we suggest one movie or TV show or multiple that's coming out this week or that's been out for a little bit that we think you should watch is called Movie on the Rise. And I'm going first because I'm jacking it from you before you can get it. I got the Leo movie this week, the Adam McKay directed and written Don't Look Up, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Tyler Perry, Kate Blanchett, Jonah Hill, Meryl Streep. This movie looks incredible. It uh, comes out on December 24th. Super excited for that. Christmas Eve. I will be watching this on Christmas Eve, and you best believe we're reviewing it. And I'm going to take another one from you because there's one that you want. The Matrix dropping this Thursday. Yeah, you take the you take the other one dropping on Christmas. Matrix dropping this Thursday. HBO Max. Check it out. We're going to be watching both of those and reviewing those when we come back on the January 3rd episode. That's why it's so huge. So both of those are dropping. And then also you definitely should check out Emily in Paris. Season two dropping this Wednesday. I'm my girl is back. We going back to Paris. Let's get it. I'm going to be watching season two and talking about it and shitting on it. Shitting on Schubert for not watching it. It's such a girlfriend just watched it the other day. She was like, I wanted to watch something that you didn't want to watch. So I'm watching (laughs) Lane Paris. She watched it in two days. See, so good. Tell Camille I said I love it. And then a reality show. Uh, 20-somethings in Austin. I finally watched it, and I love it. Me and my girlfriend love that show. And there's a new one. There's a new one coming out that's out now, Singles Inferno, where they're trapped on a deserted island, and the only way they can escape is to escape as couples for a romantic date night in paradise. So those are my movies on the rise. Got a big slate of stuff dropping (laughs) this week. You got a good one. Christmas Day. Just like Rose Pizza, yeah. Yeah, that's the one I was giving you. (laughs) 
So, yeah, I'm supposed to be by some critics the movie of the year. So, we'll PTA's, see. PTA's new movie, man. They're saying it's supposed to be a smash. So, we'll, we'll, we'll see. find out. But there's some other good stuff on Hulu, too, that's new. Uh, what's it? That, that uh, movie oh, oh. from Matlin. Chloe Grace Moritz. Yep, Madsen Tomlin, the writer of the Batman, wrote and directed it. What, the, uh, the mother the androids? The mother android, yep. Oh, my God. Yep, the writer. Really fat. I was like, this looks weird. It, I'm going to watch it, though, because it's the writer of the Batman. His directorial All right. debut. All right, well, we'll see. So that's that's dropping. And then Keenan, uh, his new show. Oh, Keenan's new show comes out? Yeah, it's out. I'm good for him. Hopefully it works out. I mean, he's been on Saturday Night Live forever. Maybe forever, maybe. yeah. He has. It seems like he was so good young with Nickelodeon, like going to be this big star, and then his adult he career. Moved from all that to, to Saturday Night, Night Live. Live. Yeah, but I mean, he had Keaton and Kel. Like, I thought he was going to get his own show, so hopefully this one works. Yeah. But, all right. But, what are we doing first? It's Always Sunny? Yeah. This was a great... Actually, we could do Hawkeye first. That was the weakest show. Well, okay, we'll do Hawkeye. Um, that shit with Yelena and Kate Bishop was the only good part of the show. <laughs> you hate Hawkeye, man. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, Yelena was the was awesome. She yeah, was she hilarious. Was. I love Florence Pugh, and she's gonna become Black Widow. I don't think she's gonna work for uh, what's her name's team much longer. Well, I mean, you could tell that she likes Kate Bishop and like is already like, you know, doing some recon for her. Mm-hmm. Which I She's, told you her mom was bad. Told you. Yeah. Her mom was bad. Oh man, seeing her with the kingpin—that was a moment. So now the mom's bad. The fucking dad, stepdad took the fall for the mom. Swordmaster's going to jail. Yeah, I didn't see that one coming. I thought, but like, I don't I think thought, he's gonna go to jail. I think he's gonna break out. Well, he, yeah, he's gonna get out, but or whatever. But like, I when that happens, I thought I was like, oh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the mom isn't, isn't bad. <laughs> but she was scheming. She was scheming. She was just... But I see. Hopefully, Kate Bishop's final fight is Swordmaster and not her mom. But now I'm starting to think it's gonna be her mom, and Hawkeye's gonna fight Swordmaster for his final battle. Maybe, yeah. I mean, we're starting to see that Echo is probably going to start going towards the good side. Yeah. I mean, she's getting her own TV show. She's not going to be a villain. Well, yeah, we know that. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, we only got like two episodes left or something, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, This is episode, what, four? This might have been four. Yeah. So two. Yeah, we got two left. Yeah. Six episodes. So it was I I mean, that's really all you can talk about. (laughs) Yeah, it was literally the worst show of the week. So. But I didn't think it was yeah. that bad. Walking out of Spider-Man or whatever, I was like, I looked at my girlfriend, I was like, that was a lot better than Hawkeye, right? And she's like, uh, yeah. The best thing about Hawkeye is the fact that Kingpin's there and we're building street-level New York. That's what I love about this. The fact that we're going to get Daredevil, Spider-Man, all do- battling yes. the Kingpin, that's going to be great. Like It could be like the Spider-Man's 90s TV show where... Alistair, Alistair Smythe comes in with the Spider Slayers and you get Tombstone and you get all these underlings of Kingpin. Like that's the like the tracksuit mafia is cool because they work for Kingpin and they're not the only gang. So that's what I'm excited for. No, I was doing some info, like background info on Kate Bishop after I watched this one, just to kind of figure out what's like the next moves or whatever. Uh, part of her origin and like the comics is that she like, saves the young avengers mm-hmm. and then like leads to join them, them. <laughs> um 
most notably I saw this part where it was like after the attack, which was you know saving the Avengers at the hospital, Kate is approached by Cassie Lang and um who ropes her in to uh to the young Avengers. See, I think it's gonna be different because I think Kate's gonna lead them. And they they go to the ruins of the Avengers mansion, and not long afterwards, the mansion is attacked by Kang the Conqueror. Mm, now so that that's actually happened. To think yeah, like, that. like I'm thinking, I'm thinking Kate Bishop's gonna be the leader of the Avengers. She's gonna then go get like recruit Cassie Lang, who we're gonna see in the new uh, what you call it, in Doctor Strange. There's gonna be America uh, Chavez, who's gonna be the uh, lady Captain America, young kid thing. Then they might go get Patriot, who was in Falcon Winter Soldier, the black kid who's the uh, grandson of uh, Bradley, Eli Bradley. And then I think at some point we're going to see Iron Patriot, who's going to be young Kang the Conqueror. That might be in New Avengers, or they might replace him with Riri Williams. Either way, young Avengers is coming. But Kate Bishop's going to be the leader. And then there's also another bit in Kate Bishop's backstory where Jessica Jones gives her Hawkeye's original bow and arrow. You still behind Jessica Jones. She's not coming in Marvel, bro. She is not. <laughs> you know, she had, you know, she had to fight Kingpin. And Henders. <laughs> They're not bringing her ass back, Shuby. It's dead. <laughs> I saw Daredevil in that movie. <laughs> He's coming back. Kingpin's coming That's back. But, but Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and Jessica Jones are done for. Electra, done for. Punisher is only is only coming back. John Bernthal said if they let him be gri- grisly, dark, vi- violent Punisher. If they're Disney fine it, he said he doesn't want to come back. <laughs> so he's probably not coming back. Probably not. So, but all right, let's get to it's always sunny. Best episode, the best two episodes uh, since season 13 was these last two episodes. I thought the second episode was probably my favorite one of the two. You didn't like the first one? I'm just saying out of the two. Oh, okay. Like, I like getting the, because like the first one's really funny because you, Max, like, yeah, I'm going to go see like my (laughs) Harry house and goes to McDonald's. And then, like, like, then, maybe you are like the original Ronald McDonald's, bro. And fucking Frank, wh- the thing that got me in episode the first one is that Frank oh had to shred papers because he was tied to Epstein. <laughs> he was like, that was only five percent of what was happening on that <laughs> He was like, I was on the plane. Like he was like, they were raping kids, but I didn't have nothing to do with that. <laughs> I was just snorkeling. He was, he was like the raping kids, like you said, it was only five percent of what was going on that island. They had so much other fun stuff. <laughs> and then Dennis call, caught COVID. Call shred, like, what, what do they call it? A shred and a shred and go or a, sh- a shred and something. Yeah, that was funny though. <laughs> and then fucking Dennis caught COVID. Like that was like, nah, man. They hit on everything I wanted. It's always Sunday to hit on. Yeah, it was pretty funny how they gradually went into. He was like. Man, like, I'm just not smelling anything. And at first, I didn't like, know what, like, I, I, I thought yeah, he was just, like, like, I thought it was part of his murderer tendencies. Like, he can't smell death or blood. Like, I thought that was Psycho Dennis coming out. But it was fucking COVID. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, and then it just keeps gradually getting worse and worse. Into that, the, into, into the like, second into episode. The second episode of the, ca- the castle. Like, I, I was dying in that bit where, like, they're both in the bed and, like, he turns over and then he starts, like, saying some shit. Like, <laughs> somebody in these is like, 
Who are you talking, talking to? to? Like, yeah. <laughs> and then he starts talking to her. <laughs> yeah, but the what I liked the best out of this arc was uh, Charlie meeting his dad. Mm, I thought that not, shit was hilarious. Not being his pin pal. And then Frank being sad because Charlie ditched him for his dad. It was like, I'm not yeah. sleeping in the same bed with you. I felt so bad for Frank. Dude didn't start bleeding in the in the bar because he was putting a screw in his teeth to get a seat. That was a typical Frank shit. <laughs> and then I'm ready to see who's going to be up with Mac because Mac saying he wanted to go fuck every man around, in, around Ireland was hilarious, bro. But then he's in the priesthood and I, uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was hilarious when they were like, Here's who's gonna be your mentor or whatever. And he couldn't. And I was like, he was like, yeah. I fuck him. <laughs> he was like, fuck that, not that guy. Who's the most unfuckable person you got here? <laughs> that was awesome. But yeah, no, both these episodes, it's always sunny. The best episodes since season 13, easily. I thought another good bit or whatever was like, Mac kept talking about, and now I gotta, you know, like fucking everybody around, I gotta lean into my gay tent, my gay. <laughs> Uh-huh, my gay identity and not my, my Irish. Identity. He's like, you don't have to like do Lean anything. Into any identity, your... Mac. Like just be a human. <laughs> just be just be yourself. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was awesome. Great episodes, man. Really, really yeah. great. Yeah, uh the waitress taking D's role. <laughs> Bruh, when I saw the waitress is the actress of D's role, I lost my shit. And then when she was like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna be the best damn abused woman you ever had. I'm gonna be a comedic one. He was like, No, it needs to be serious. And she's like, Oh, that's how you win the awards. I'm gonna definitely do it. <laughs> and then the fucking the thing on her head when she pushed it and went to her eyes, I was like, Oh, I was losing it. That's gross. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, she fucked that up. Yeah, it's over. Her <laughs> one shot. Now she's just vacationing um, in Ireland. They're probably about to go back. What do you mean? Is the rest of the season in Ireland? Pretty sure. You think? I can tell you right now. I'm assuming they'll they'll be going back at least in two episodes. I'm pretty sure it's the whole the whole season. Interesting. In so so D might actually get her her job, or they might not be able to go back because uh-huh. Dennis has COVID. Yeah, the gang goes to Ireland. The gang's still in Ireland. Next week, the D gets stuck in a bog, <laughs> which is still in Ireland. And then the gang carries a corpse up a mountain, still in Ireland. Still in Ireland. Okay. But I guess that could be like a half season. Mm-hmm. How many episodes were in season 14? Eight? No, that's going to be the whole season. Damn, is this it? I mean, is it it? Season 13 had 10. Hopefully they give us 10. No, it's probably going to be eight. Then you know, season sixteen will probably be at the end. Yeah, next year. year. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's always sunny, almost over. Well, good thing we had these two episodes. Otherwise, it might have been a poo-poo season. Because these these two episodes and the monkey really carrying this season forward. The monkey was great. Facts. So yeah. But uh, let's do the draft before we talk about Spider-Man. Are we doing, we doing the draft that. before we talk about Spider-Man? Well, I just feel like that's, you know, it'll be easiest to... Get the draft out the way? Captain, well, you know, do the draft, then do the review, and then end it, and then you can clip the review. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Ending. Fair enough. All right, let's do the draft. Yeah. So, all right, you got a coin? 
I think I do actually. Yeah, it's a check <laughs> coin, but it's coin all, all right. the same. Flip it. Uh, what's the two sides? Um, one of it, one of them is a lion, and the other one is like a castle. I call the lion. All right. It's the castle. So all I'll right. go first. All right. Pick what you want. Once a movie is gone, it is gone. Which movie are vacation. we doing? Are we doing uh the top? What are we doing? Five or ten? Five. Five. Let's do six. Christmas Five. vacation. Six. Six. So you t- six. So you're taking Christmas vacation? All right. It's yeah. a snake draft, too, back to back. Okay. I'm going Year Without a Santa Claus. Animated classic. Best Christmas movie of all time. And then I'm going... Hmm. And I'm going trading places. Trading places here without Santa Claus. All right. Uh, well, then I'm taking animated Grinch and Elf. All right. Animated Grinch and Elf. You made your mistake. Now I get to get the best ones. Animated Grinch and Elf. Cool. I'm taking a Bad Mom's Christmas. Office Christmas party. All right. Then I'll take uh, four Christmases. And let's see. <laughs> I guess I'm trying. I'm trying to stay true to the Christmas movies. Uh, I'll just take the Santa Claus. Taking the Santa Claus. Aren't I'm gonna go with. Hmm, do I want to take the holiday or do I want to take mm, I'm gonna go It's a Wonderful Life and Die Hard and that's my final my final ones. So you I can want more. Batman Returns. <laughs> All right, so I got Die Hard, uh It's a Wonderful Life, Year Without a Santa Claus, Office Christmas Party, um Trading Places and Bad Bombs Christmas. Solid 6, which are 6. Uh, it was animated Grinch Elf, Christmas Vacation, Four Christmases, Santa Claus, um, Santa Claus, and, and Batman, Batman Returns. Returns. Let us know in the comments who you think had a better movie draft. I I think I kicked Schubert's ass. <laughs> I think my me coming in and swooping Bad Mom's Christmas and Office Christmas Party really threw a wrench in his plans. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I don't know, but I got two like the most notable. What with Elf and National Lamp? Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, 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 sure. I, but I have two notables. A year without a Santa Claus and It's a Wonderful Life. And That's Trading true. Places. And, and Die Hard. I Die Hard. Yeah. Most people would, dis- would you know, argue down. What die? Uh, hey, Die Hard is more of a Christmas movie than Batman Returns. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so, all right, let's get to Spider Man. All right, so yeah, we're talking Spider Man No Way Home. Spoilers! Spoiler Spoilers. warning! Look, we're talking Spider Man No Way Home. Spoiler warning! If you do not want to get spoiled, stay away. Stay real quick for non-spoiler. Uh, no, 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 no non-spoiler. Spoiler warning. We're starting in five, four, three, two, one. Bro, okay. This movie's great. It's Danny hard. Rojas is in the end credit scene for Ted Lasso <laughs> fans. Football is life. <laughs> I'm saying I was, this. I yelled it in the, in the theater. 
and then fucking Tom Hardy comes on the screen in the end credit scene, and then we see the bartenders, fucking Danny Rojas from Ted Lasso. I yell, football is life. <laughs> but look, this is what I got to say about this. This is arguably the best Marvel movie since Thor Ragnarok. I think it's top three Marvel with Captain America, Winter Soldier, Thor Ragnarok, and this. I think this movie could have been the best Marvel movie but I think the crux of the movie does not work. I think the big death scene does not hit. I don't think it's emotionally captivating. It does not hit because we do not give a fuck about Marissa Tomei's Aunt May. We only care about the idea of Aunt May overall. That's why people were sad. They were like, oh, we were crying. We were crying. You were crying. Why? No one gives a shit about Marissa Tomei. They should have killed Ned. If they would have killed Ned, then this movie becomes the greatest Spider-Man movie of all time. Which also, is what I was expecting. Also, I, I, I don't that. I don't like the fact that Marissa Tomei was like, oh, yeah, help all these evil men that we don't know about when the person who deals with multiverse is saying you can't do anything. Like, I did not like that Marissa Tomei was doing this. Like, are we going to listen to the lady who works at Feast or are we going to listen to Doctor Strange? I'm listening to fucking Doctor Strange. Yeah, I didn't really like that whole bit in the beginning because, like, it just really didn't make that much sense. It was like, dude, so what are you going to do? You're going to, like, cure them of their thing and let them live in this multiverse? Like, if they still go back to their multiverse, they probably still, still die. Like, you still don't, You like, how do you know that doing that has helps like at the at the end of the movie like when they all went back i was like well they're still probably all dead <laughs> like, i mean like i don't know like that's the one thing about this movie is where it's like even at the end and they do all that they did does it even matter mm-hmm. like, who, and does it uh, change like things looks like peter parker from like became a dad and had a family and lived a good life does he still get to be a dad if like norman osborne is alive and like alfred malik like I also thought they were about to kill Toby when he the dude got stabbed. I was yes, like, I screamed in the theater. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, like they they didn't that was anticlimactic. Like you're gonna stab Toby McGuire and then like have it not like mean anything. Bro, that's what I'm saying. They had a lot of moments he was like, just ah, don't worry, I've been stabbed before. Yeah, I've been <laughs> You're an old ass man. I'm badass Toby, but I got to say that. Oh, let me get the negatives out of the way. So the anime thing negative. I don't like that. She said with great power comes responsibility. I felt like that was shoehorned in negative. Didn't like that either. I felt like I feel like it was it was only necessary for the plot line to make them all connect. Mm-hmm. Like it was only the only reason that they did that because like I rolled my eyes when she did that. I was like, yeah, oh, because Peter Parker, this. this Peter Parker. And, then, is, and that was when I knew she was dead. Like, yep. She said that. I was like, oh, she's dead. that's the only reason why could because they realized that andrew and toby were really spider-man and the only way to connect them was like you said because of that because tom holland is is fucking iron man jr and and that's what they had to do that but i will say because of this ending i'm more excited for spider-man than i've ever been because now tom holland is going to be spider-man he's going to get to become Mm -hmm. spider-man he's gonna really follow back into the toby mcguire you know cycle lifestyle yeah he's gonna be on his own he's gonna be no money from happy not not mit kid he's gonna be you know making his own money probably doing the bugle Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, we're going to finally meet the Spider-Man stuff. We're finally going to get the Spider-Man that we were supposed to get. He's going to be a New York hero. He's not going to be with the Avengers. He's, if he does, he's going to have to work his way up. But that means that like now he's going to fight Kingpin. He's going to deal with New York crime. He's going to put him right there with Daredevil. Also love seeing Matt Murdock in there. That's when I screamed in the theater. People screamed at Toby and Andrew. No, I screamed at Matt Murdock catching that thing. And I was like, ah, Daredevil. Yeah, I was like, you should give me more. Yeah, exactly. That shit was great. Yeah. Also loved seeing because Jay was like, you got to apologize to Tom because the Discord was like, you were too mean to Tom. I got to say this. Tom did a great job. I thought Tom fighting Green Goblin was the best martial arts we've seen from Tom this entire time. And I was like, fuck yeah, okay. Tom, you can match up with Andrew and Toby now because Andrew and Toby were killing people, bro. Tom didn't seem like he was a good fighter, but he wanted to take out Green Goblin. Yeah. I think it did have a bit to do with like him always being maybe holding back because mm-hmm. we didn't want to go over that line. Now he has to tell fight that for. scene, like he was like really going after. I kind of like that whole bit where they were like, hey, we don't want you to fall into the same line that we fell into. Mm-hmm. You know, Toby having to stop him from impaling Green Goblin with the thing. I, I bought all of that. Yep. I, I bought the lessons that he learned from this. From them. Yep. So, so like, that's where it like really does still work. And like, I'm, I'm, I have to say the acting from a lot of the people that came into this movie. Great. Um, Jamie Foxx killed it. Jamie Foxx killed it. Willem Dafoe killed it. Mm-hmm. Alfred like, Molina did a good job too. Alfred Molina did a good job. You know, I thought Andrew had more to do than Toby. I thought they gave Toby kind of the shit in the stick. Well, he's a better actor. Who, Andrew? Yes. Look, Toby's a good actor. Don't do that. Bro, what has he been in? Look it up. <laughs> Great Gatsby. Like, come on. What has this dude been in? Andrew Garfield is in movies. He's in actual movies. <laughs> Toby was in that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal and Natalie Portman about the brothers. You don't, you don't even know what it's called. <laughs> he was in Great Gatsby. It's called Brothers. Okay. He's in the new movie Babylon with uh the new... uh. Nobody's seen that. Damien Chazelle, Margot Robbie movie. Nah, nah. Mm-hmm. He's in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Before Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Toby alone, man. Andrew is the well, better I'm just actor. saying. But, uh, yeah, I thought, I thought Tom did a really good job acting. Like, the only thing I, I bought about Dan May stuff was him. Him. His, it was him. Like, yeah. That was the only thing that I really bought. And then, but I knew Marissa Tomei was dead when she came out in that interview and was like, yeah, I wish the character would have went in a different direction, but, you know, you have to live with what they, what they give you. I didn't see all that. So. I saw that shit. Her I ass didn't. was donezo. Like, man, I just, I just didn't feel right for them to kill her. It felt like, but it wouldn't have made sense for them to kill her if no one knows who Peter Parker is after the spell. So I get it. Because she would have to know who he yeah. is. And like when the spell happened or whatever, and they did all that, I was like, well, it seems like the majority of the people that he really did care about needing to know who he was or are dead. Him, Tony, and Marissa Tomei. So like. But my thing whatever. is, though, it didn't make sense to me. That was the only other negative was Dr. Strange could have cast the spell with everybody forgetting Peter Parker, except him, Zendaya and Ned, he could have did that. Like, that's that's the whole problem with him not telling. Like, that's why he was mad at Tom Holland in the beginning, because he didn't tell him all the people to include. Yeah. 
So I was just like, why didn't he do that? But like, I guess that means the other universes, them could have still kept coming. So I don't know. I was watching real hard in oh, I saw the Kang. multiverse opened up because I was looking for Kang. I was he was there. The watcher. Uh, I saw like, you know, the damn rhino dude. That was really the <laughs> only person I saw. I saw Kang. I didn't see anybody else. His him and his home there. there. Yeah, he was there with his staff. He was standing. He was like one of the first people you see. Hmm. I think I'm I hope someone scream cats scream. Cats oh yeah, that. they definitely did for sure. So uh, but that was great. That. I'm trying to think what else I love. Like you said, Willem Dafoe was awesome. Um yeah, I, I mean, mean I, thought, I, I thought the you know relationship between the three main friends was great. Great, yeah. You know, I think I think that was made it pretty powerful at the end. I don't really know if they're ever gonna get back Be together. Friends, yeah, you know, maybe I, like yeah. him and MJ might get back together, but I don't know about Ned. Yeah, what do you think they're gonna bring I, the, the real Mary Jane Watson in? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking oh, that wow. it, it, I think it could completely switch up, or you bring in Gwen. Gwen or yeah, no, that's what you should do. You, sh- you can't do MJ. You you save MJ for the third movie and like have it to where they like meet her in the second again and like have it to where they're growing. Because I mean, like honestly, how how many more of these is they want to do? Like Tom yeah. Holland's already talking about how much how many more he's want. He's many got three. They want. That's what I'm saying. So like, I think like. And Day is like, well, you know, take me out now. Like, mm. I'm good. You can find a new love interest in this. In this new and that's why they didn't name her Mary Jane. And they and they distinctly said that in this one. You know, I also think it would be really interesting if we like straight off the course in his love lives, and like maybe he and maybe he like starts hitting up Kate Bishop or something. Like, you mm. know, when they're doing their new New York crimes, or they could know, bring in Black Cat, smaller scale, Black Cat. You know, do something different. Yeah, fair enough. That that's a good point. But I'm interested in him. I've never been more interested in Tom Holland Spider-Man than I am right now because now he can be Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, I think like I felt was the most hype at that end sequence. I was like, original suit. Yep. Like, let's go. I loved it. I was like, yes. And Webb. I also loved when Tom and Toby and Andrew talking and they saw him do his uh out of his hands. Yeah, I thought that was a great moment. You're like, what? Does it come out anywhere else? And Toby was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, what was this movie rated? Because, they, you know, Doctor Strange is talking about, like, go Scooby Do that shit. PG 13. I, like, I was like, damn, these people See, are getting pretty. You were so wrong about, do- about, my, about my man, Doctor Strange. I told you that was him. Bro, but that fight between them was actually really hype. It was and then, great. Like, Peter figuring out how to beat him at the end. And, like, I thought that was very was Spider like, okay, Man. That was the best way. That was the best way to like wrap that up and like have Peter be by him. Also, Happy's a simp. Happy was simping over at me. <laughs> we knew that. <laughs> I love the fact that J. Jonah Jameson was a podcaster that turned into a big time news person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, Doctor Strange, no longer the Sorcerer Supreme. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that was interesting. We'll probably tie a bit more into that in Doctor Strange. In the next movie, yeah. Uh, and he's, pro- he's probably going to get he's probably going to get outcasted from Wong because he did the spell. Good point. So I mean, that we, we saw in the you know the second credit thing that you know Wong does fight with him again. Yeah, so. yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. He does, he does. Didn't um, like but, that that Sandman was being a baby <laughs> and not helping them. Didn't make sense. No, it was uh, that was all weird. Um, <laughs> Lizard was pretty funny. 
Lizard didn't matter. Get that fucker out of here. But he didn't. They could have just brought Vulture in My, from this I had movie. some are we sure is because I was like, you know, they cured Sandman pretty early, put him in the top of the Statue of Liberty, and then he get knocked down. <laughs> I was like, is he not dead? Another are we sure was like, when you saw Peter that from your world, why weren't you like, okay, yeah, I'm going to help him. You're still fighting them. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Right. Fucking Clint um, Marco. Uh, you know, I, I one the one thing that sucks is like Ned finally becomes like we see magic. that he has magic or whatever, and it's and, like, over. He, he can't get it back. That. now he's done. <laughs> and then MIT. Peter, Peter, Peter's never gonna rekindle that friendship, and he's gonna go to MIT. <laughs> but now Peter can meet Harry Osborne. Do you bring in Osborne after seeing this Osborne? That's what I'm interested I if, in. I don't know if you can because he said that there was no Harry Os, there was no Osborne. But that so, he like, didn't meet him, though. He didn't meet, like, that's the thing. Like, he, Oscorp may be in California. Oscorp may be in London. Peter doesn't know. Why would Peter know? I just feel like that's something that he would know because, like, mm-hmm. that was, like, such a big thing that Peter knew about in the past because it was, like, a big scientist. But that, was in, his, but that was in his city, though. You got to think. Like, like, the big scientist in his city was Tony Stark. Like, I don't think Peter knows knew about Hank Pym. That's a good point. So, like, I'm just saying, like, it's possible Oscorp comes, buys the Avengers Tower, and you could just make it this this billionaire's moving from California into uh, New York, and then you could have it to where Peter's suspicious, and it's like, wait, I just fought the Norman Osborn of the other universe. Is our Norman bad? And, like, the whole time it's like a mystery, but then he buys in, like, no, this Norman's good, and it makes him build his friendship with Harry. And then, boom, turns out, nah, Norman's not good. He's bad, and he's badder than ever. But I do want to see Craven. I would love to see Craven now. I think Craven's next. Craven's got to be next. Because I think, like, in a world where Spider-Man is a complete mystery, that would interest Craven. Yep, I agree. And then, but you bring in Harry Osborn as his new friend. You got to give him a friend in in whatever. like, his financier. Yeah, something, something. Something like that. So it's just like that's what I'm worried about is like taking characters that we've seen in the, this multiverse movie and then bringing them into like his universe is gonna be a little difficult, you know. Love that like Venom's he, out. <laughs> yeah. No, so like we thought Tommy Hardy was coming to the MCU. Nope. Nope. Just the, the symbiote. symbiote. <laughs> I wonder who's gonna get it. Is it gonna be Eddie Brock of MCU or is it gonna be Tony Revolori's Flash Thompson? It can't be Tony Revolori, man. <laughs> why not he's getting bigger <laughs> he is so we'll see that'd be huge for him if he, that'd be if big that for him yeah that would be but like doesn't like that Flash Thompson have a relationship with Peter Parker yeah usually no it's one like does the, now no one yeah no one does now so but he could have beef with him like he could be trying to get to the Daily Bugle and like they have beef so like you know, maybe. I don't know. I feel like the beef would become of a new Eddie Brock. Yeah, he doesn't that's know what, who Eddie Brock is. You that's know, what it's going to be. Eddie Brock in. So that's probably what's going to end up happening. And maybe cast Timothy as Harry Osborne. That's what they were saying. They were begging Timothy uh, uh, Timothy Chalamet to be the next Harry Osborne. He won't do it though. No. Get Lucas Hedges. But- By that point, Lyndon, they're all going to be so old. <laughs> He's like, in college, though. That's the thing. You need one of these college know. dudes. Uh, you want to get Finn Wolfhard? Uh. No, he's too young. He's somewhere <laughs> in between. That's what I'm saying. You got to go get someone like 
Fuck, I don't know. I don't know. Who, I'm trying. What, like, dude, uh, Cole Sprouse? <laughs> He's too old. <laughs> but that's older than Timothy Chalamet, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so, you know, but that's pretty much all I got, really. Great movie. But yeah, I mean, this movie was great. It was best MCU of the year, best mm-hmm. MCU of this, you know, of this, uh, what do you call post it? Post Endgame. Well, post Endgame, yeah, so far. I think it's better than Endgame, too. Um, it's probably damn. It's probably top three. Yeah, I don't know about that. I got a top, top five. Top five MCU. best Spider Man all all time. But top five best MCU of all time. Easy. I got it number three MCU behind Winter Soldier and Ragnarok. I got it number three, and then I have uh, I, I I'll say Into the Spider Verse is still number one, and it's tied right now for Spider Man two. For yeah, best, I mean, it's up there. So. So, they did their yeah, thing. Great job. It was, yep. it was great. I, I want to see it again, but probably won't go to the theater to do it. Yeah, no, I'm gonna wait, but I'm definitely gonna check it out. Um, that, well, that wraps everything up for this week's Bros Who Binge podcast. Uh, we are gonna be back in two weeks, January third. Yeah, to talk about the movies of the year and other awards that will be given out. We'll we'll talk about Matrix. We'll talk about uh, what's the other one? Licorice Pizza. Licorice Pizza. If we see if we get to see, we can it, see it, yeah. hopefully I will. Um, what's the other one? Oh, don't look now. Don't look, look up. up. Yeah. That's it. Okay. So we'll talk about those two as well as probably well. probably we'll book a boba. Witcher. Oh yeah, for book a boba first episode for maybe first two. Um, a lot, just pro- a lot of shit. Just a lot, and <laughs> probably less news. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that wraps up everything for this week's Bros Who Binge. Let everyone know what's going on with the Bros Who Think Network. Make sure you check out the Run It Back for Christmas uh, Vacation. That's going to be out by the time you guys hear this. Be sure to check out the Inglorious Bastards Run It Back. Uh, this week, the Anime Talk Awards. If you're in the anime, the Bros Who Think Awards, check out both of those. And yeah, a lot of Discord discussions dropping. And just follow us on YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get the pod. And uh, you can follow me at LinBWT. Follow me on Letterbox at LinBWT. Did a lot of reviews on Letterbox recently, so y'all check those out. All right, um, definitely check that stuff out, especially our our running back, perfect for Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, make sure that you check out some of our old reviews for this podcast. If you're just now getting to some of those movies, make sure you check out our Letterboxes. Check out my Letterbox at LinBWT. I have my movie top, well, I wouldn't say top 20, but I have my 20 best movies of the year. It's still cycling out. I'm cycling some in, cycling some out as I watch some more as the week as the weeks go on. Definitely will be having Spider-Man No Way Home in there. Uh, you know, Suicide Squad's in there, some of the normal ones that we've talked about before. Um, and you can catch my social media, Adam, or sorry, Schubert 14 on Twitter and Instagram. And make sure you catch us back in two weeks. I hope everyone has a great Christmas and have happy holidays to everyone during this time of year. And catch us again in two weeks when we talk about the best of the year. So for Lennon Burton, my name is Adam Schubert. Have a great week. And as always, keep binging.